0: HD Smartcast You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to season 2 of our podcast Kicks for Free in which we discuss all things football. I am Dhiman and with me is my co-host Vivek.
1: Messi There was incredible drama in Qatar on Thursday night as Japan beat Spain 2-1 to become the second Asian team after Australia to advance to the round of 16. Spain also progressed thanks to a better goal difference than Germany who beat Costa Rica 4-2. At one stage, in fact, Costa Rica were leading Germany 2-1, which would have meant that both Spain and Germany would have gone out. But Spain were aided by the Germans fighting back with three goals late in the game. The going in, we might have thought that Spain and Germany will win their games and progress. But this World Cup has been extraordinary in terms of the upsets we have had. The second Japan goal was a bit controversial. The ball seemed to go out, but uh, it was given nonetheless by the referee. What do you make of all the drama that we had yesterday night?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, after all these years, the human eye did not know whether it was in or not in 1966. Hmm. We have a situation where a ball with sensors, with semi automated offsite technology, and all these things put into place, there is still a lot of doubt whether the move from which Japan scored their second goal had the ball going out of the field of play. Now, there are different visuals that you'll be able to see, different visuals give you different perspectives. But apparently, it is the tangent of the ball that was still in play according to that detailed, lengthy uh, check that happened. So it just tells you that, you know, despite trying to uh, minimize errors with technology... It is never ever foolproof. So there will be people who will be convinced that the ball was out and the goal should have been disallowed. And there will be people who will throw technology at you and will say that, you know, what this is what the information that have been related to us. It is not just the human eye. Uh, and it's not in a blink and a miss situation which happened in 1966, controversy about which has still not died down. I mean, I think Germany have a, a virtual uh, display in a museum where they ask the visitors to the museum to find out for themselves whether the ball had crossed the line or not in that final. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's Funny in a way, it's uh, somewhat bizarre too that, you know, after all these years and despite the addition of so much technology that leads to the game being stopped for as long as it does uh, in football now, it's something we've come to accept. There is still no foolproof, clear way of deciding things. That is why we're still talking about a goal Hours after uh, it happened and we'll possibly continue to talk about it, you know, till such time as the World Cup's done and maybe after that.
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, more recently, of course, we had the Frank Lampard goal in the 2010 World Cup, which had crossed the line but was not given. And that brought in goal line technology. Perhaps there is a case for technology, as you said, to come in here as well. Uh, Diman, let's talk about the Germans. Heartbreak for them. You were at the Germany game. Like any takeaways for them, it's so the second consecutive campaign where they're exiting at the group stage. Pretty yeah, so disappointing. Yeah.
0: It is. It is. It is kind of bizarre. What happened in that game was kind of bizarre. So from the 85th minute, I think when they scored the fourth goal, the match was not in Germany's control. Their fate was not in their hands. Now, usually that doesn't happen. They were completely dependent on whether Spain could put a goal back to ensure that they would progress. Now, that didn't happen. It would have been well-nigh impossible to score as many goals as they required to sort of get out, have a better goal differential than Spain, who scored seven goals against Costa Rica in the first match. So, it was a peculiar situation because the Germans knew that there was nothing they could do. And I can't remember when last a four-time world champion team was this powerless to decide the course of their destiny. And it all boiled down to what happened in the game against... uh, Japan. You know, those two second half goals, Germany switched off, Japan persisted, they did not give in their speed, the substitutes that they made, again, it was substitutes who did the difference uh, yesterday. So it boiled down to those games, those minutes, I would say, rather than what happened from the 85th minute onward, when they knew that there was nothing they could do to ensure progress in the World Cup. So it all went back to the first game, uh, I think. And okay, Hansi Flick mentioned yesterday about the missed chances against Spain but then that was an even game and Spain could have won that game, Germany could have won too and both coaches had accepted that the draw was a fair result. So it all came down to the game against Japan and the second half against Japan which would possibly be the cause for a lot of introspection in a very proud football nation.
1: Right, right. I really like Jamal Musiala. Uh, I think in all three games, he played well. Uh, Howard scored two yesterday. So as we had spoken about earlier as well, there are good young German players uh, that they can rebuild around. But I guess they need to rebuild in some ways. They do. I mean, some players will
0: obviously go out. Hansi Flick mentioned this yesterday as well at the post-match press conferences. There was a time when Germany produced good goalkeepers and good wingbacks. And uh, that's not happening anymore. So, he spoke about training methods that needed to change. Now, of course, he also mentioned, it's good that you brought up Jamal Musiala. He also mentioned that Jamal Musiala is actually trained in England, not in Germany. So, there are a lot of things that Germany will possibly look into. It would be a slightly unfair to compare this with the way it was in the early part of the century when Germany overhauled their entire football system, got Bundesliga clubs to set up academies and, you know, to sort of uh, create conditions that would culminate in a 2014 World Cup win. But, you know, Flick's comments uh, about the fact that Musiala was not trained in Germany, about the fact that they don't make goalkeepers with the kind of assembly line regularity anymore, are things that Germany will possibly ponder on. And yes, I think Musiala was excellent. If there's one person on the pitch yesterday who deserved a goal, it was him. His abilities on the ball, his, his control, uh, his uh, decision-making are things that should augur well for the future of German football. Assuming, of course, that he stays healthy
1: and uh, he stays focused. Right. Japan meanwhile, have had an incredible arc in this World Cup. To get out of a group which has two former world champions is incredible. They just had 17.7% of the ball yesterday, which I think is the fewest that a team has had uh, while winning a game in a World Cup. We had spoken about Spain needing to make more of that position coming into the World Cup that perhaps showed up yesterday. In the second half, they didn't create many chances and uh, it seemed like that urgency was missing going forward. They'll need to get that right in the knockouts.
0: True, but that's how Spain play and it is what it is. That is how Spain play. They are not known to score many goals usually. They keep the ball, they keep the ball, they tire you out and then they manage a win. Um, the Costa Rica game was an exception that really proved the rule. So so what Spain was doing uh, yesterday is something that we've seen them do for a fairly long time from when Pep Guardiola took over at Barcelona possibly and it led to a situation where they dominated world football from 2008 to 2012 doing exactly this. So... When you're creating so many chances, it's only fair to assume that you'd be taking more uh, of those chances than you have been able to do. But uh, it's a Spain way of playing and I don't see that changing. Um, That's one. The other thing is that, you know, with possession. Now, this will lead to an interesting conversation about possession and penetration. Uh, On the one hand, you've had club coaches like Jose Mourinho who do not make much of possession. He has always been of the opinion that, you know, it's not how much you have the ball. But it's what you do with the ball. Now, Japan showed that can also be an efficient way of progressing, uh, especially for international teams, given the lack of understanding and given the lack of training ground uh, time that they, they have. It's interesting what Japan did also because Serbia tried a high line, another trend in modern club football, and were punished for it by Cameroon. Now, Again, it was something that the coach said were mistakes that should not be allowed to happen. But those mistakes possibly happen because the international teams do not get enough time together to train as opposed to a club team. So maybe what Japan did is also a way forward for international teams to be efficient. And and they have done it through this World Cup. Except for the game against Costa Rica where they had a lot of the ball but could not make it count. So it's interesting because this World Cup has also thrown up this trend that maybe possession is not the only way. And as, you know, as many coaches, Thomas Tuchel included, would say that there is no one way to play football. But Japan have shown that there is no one way to play football here again. You don't need much of the ball to win a game. And they've shown that. To have beaten two world champions, to have beaten teams who between them have five World Cup titles in a span of days is nothing short of incredible. Is yeah. nothing short of incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Demon moving on to group F, Morocco advanced after beating Canada 2-1. They have in fact topped the group, while Croatia made it through after a goalless draw versus Belgium. Um Roberto Martinez, the Belgium coach, did take the bold call of dropping Captain Eden Hazard. Lokako too started from the was on the bench to start with and came on and did have some good opportunities to score in the second half. But I guess they were well below par uh, through their three games. Uh Martinez has now decided to depart. Uh, clearly, they need to rebuild and look for younger talent moving forward. Yeah,
0: That is one team that needs to rebuild. Absolutely. I mean, not so much Germany because they do have some young players. Of course, some players will go out. But that is one team that needs to rebuild from bottom up, possibly. I mean, apart from Courtois and De Bruyne, there aren't too many players in that famous team who are playing at an elite level and being able to I mean, as in, as in Champions League winning kind of level and have been able to hold on to their form uh, from 2018. The others are there. I mean, Hazard has hardly played football. The centre-backs are, it's time for them to move on. Lukaku came back to England, uh, England did not last there, has gone back to Italy. Uh, I think that is one team that really overplayed its hand and sort of came here thinking that they had another tournament in them uh and sadly was shown not to be the case uh martinez stepping down he said it was decided and and he said whenever this campaign ended he would end his time at belgium it's been 6 years he said there have been a lot of wonderful things that the team has achieved so martinez going away i'm guessing a lot of senior players will retire so this is the time for belgium to relook at them see how good their development system is so that young players come up and build a team for the future. This is the time. This is the time that they should not... They will be thinking about a team for the future. Because this team has run its race. Right, yeah,
1: right. Yeah, uh, certainly the younger players don't seem to be coming through. Which is why Martinez has had to depend on probably a half-fit Lukaku and an out-of-form Possibly. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh Diman, moving on to today's matches. The group stage draws to a close tonight with Group G and Group H. Portugal take on South Korea and Ghana face Uruguay. Do you think South Korea can take inspiration from Japan from from what they have done uh, over the last week? A Korean journalist here told me that what Japan and Saudi Arabia had achieved
0: earlier in the competition has actually increased pressure on Korea. Okay. Because it kind of said that, you know, the message conveyed to them was if they can do it, why can't you? So I'm not sure whether they'll be able to take inspiration from this, but it's a game they have nothing to lose from. Another thing is that it's a game that Portugal, who have two wins, uh, have nothing to gain from either. So these kind of situations either lead to a very open game or a very draft game. I'm curious to see which way that goes. Uh, Brazil are through. Cameroon really need to pull a rabbit out of the hat to sort of beat Brazil and survive in the competition. Rigobert Song stayed confident. And, you know. Having seen what Japan has achieved, you really can't put it past any team to sort of uh, exploit the favoured team to have a bad day. Uh, Brazil could rest a lot of players today. They have nothing in it. And uh, who knows? Tunisia beat France the other day and, and showed that it's possible. So I'm thinking that these two games could throw up a few interesting points. But at the end of it all, I think both Portugal and brazil will win right,
1: right. i could be uh, wrong we talk about this tomorrow yeah. as you mentioned we might see portugal and brazil resting their key players uh Diman, one last thing neymar there still seems to be uncertainty regarding his fitness what is the sense that you get do you think he can make it in time for the knockouts or do brazil have to cope with no i think him? so
0: no 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 i think so he'll make it in time for knockouts already reports have emerged from the brazil camp that you know he's he's a lot better He's unlikely to be used today. But, uh, you know, it still gives them a two more days to get him uh, fit. And Chiche at the first press conference, after the Serbia game, he was confident that Neymar is going to be part of the World Cup. Now, it cannot be uh, a statement based on nothing. Uh, I'm sure he when he was speaking to the reporters uh, at uh, Lusail, it was after he'd had a preliminary conversation with the team's medical staff. So, his confidence sort of conveyed that uh, neymar is going to be a part of this world cup
1: campaign as brazil go deeper that was it for this episode if you want to reach out to us you can find us on our twitter handles at vivek9301 and at HT. if you're a true football fan you cannot not subscribe to kick off our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every friday for more updates on this podcast Follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com.
0: This was a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.